And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, hey, we're back. Uh, so, Adam, have you... Uh, have you tapped a vein now? Have you have you got the Premier League back into your system? Is everything is everything right in your world? It certainly is. I, I think I'm in good shape now. I've got my fix. I had that first week, uh, and now it's just continually going to go on. Games today, games this weekend. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Okay. Well, let's uh, before we do anything else, let's uh, get right to uh, what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So, Adam, uh, you know this is uh, last week we did our our preview and we talked about player moves and stuff. And before we get into the games this week, there were a couple of player moves that happened after our last week's show. We want to talk about yeah, those a little bit. Yeah. I guess one of them, one of them affected your team. Yeah, for sure. The the big one was David Luiz. Um, kind of a last minute one from Chelsea to Arsenal. It was ended up being about eight million pounds for him to go over there. It was interesting because I saw a lot of information on the Chelsea websites, and there was actually a big picture of uh, David Luiz on the uh, mega store that they have there. You may have seen that. So I think they had to quickly yep, take that son. down. <laughs> but it showed me that because because uh, you know last year of in the last few years they've had Hazard on there right and then he was gone and so they had to replace him with someone and uh, who's our biggest star well how about David Luiz let's put him up there and then whoops he's gone too yeah it's just it was very quick um, and he'd played a little bit in the preseason as well so it was a bit surprising but I think he was just uh, kind of extra in terms of Frank Lampard's plans for the season. And uh, I think they sat down, and David Luiz, he's a pretty confident fellow, and just said, well, I'm not going to play. I'm leaving. And, uh, and that's pretty much yeah. what happened. So quick quick sign. It's just interesting that uh, he went to Arsenal. It seems like that's where all the Chelsea players go after a while. And, uh, <laughs> you know, not to win anything anyway, at least. But um, we'll find out how <laughs> but, he does. You know, be honest. You weren't really that upset, were you? No. I, he's been... Uh, consistently inconsistent. Let's say that. That's for sure. He, he's he, he has some great games, but then there's some days out there he looks like Bambi on skates. So I, I, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But Bambi on skates. You know, <laughs> but we'll see. I think I think he'll have he'll have a good career to finish up at Arsenal. He's going to make their team a little bit better. Uh, they definitely need some defensive help. Uh, I think offensively they're very good, but yeah. defense, defensively they need some help. And it's going to give some of the younger players for Chelsea an opportunity as well. Okay, before we get into the specific games, and there and there were some great ones, um, let's talk about our first week of VAR because it is, it's really changing the game, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about especially incidents that took place. I mean, you have people now being caught offside literally by an armpit hair. And, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. I mean, so the pundits, you know, are saying, well, it's now black and white, which is good. So you're either onside or you're offside whenever the VAR goes into effect. But then also there's a lot of people saying, well, is it taken away from the game? You know, the the natural part of the game. So we wanted this, but now we don't want this, if that makes any sense. Um, so we're, we're, we're discussing, you know, something that we always wanted. We wanted the decisions to be there, but now we're 
we're frustrated because we can't talk about it and speculate about why it should have been a goal or should have been a goal. Yeah, that's true. It does kind of take the uh, the Sunday morning quarterbacking out of the equation, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when you look at some of those incidents. Luckily, it didn't really have a massive effect in that Man City game with with the VAR, but there was a couple of incidents in that first game, especially with the penalty kick. You know, they had to retake it. They went to the VAR, then the offside with uh, with Sterling as well. Um, yeah, it's right. going to make a big change. We're just going to have to get used to it. I'm hoping that down the road it's going to get cleaner in terms of the referees making those decisions. And like I said, you know, now it's cut and dry. It's black and white. This is what happens. You're offside, you're onside. It's a goal or it's not a goal. That's true. Uh, it's all part of the robots taking over the world, uh, Adam. So just uh, buckle up for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's talk. Let's talk about your team, Chelsea, because I watched that whole game. It was our, it was Adam's TV tip, so I had, I was obligated to watch it. I watched it with my son, who was throwing things in the, uh, <laughs> in the air, because he is a, a not, he is also a Chelsea fan, and uh, he was not a happy camper. Yeah, how about it you? Was a tough one. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I was driving. I was listening to the game. It's uh, I always like to listen to the games on the radio. Beautiful Sirius is good for that because you get all those games. Uh, but then, when as soon as I got to the location, I stopped. I was able to switch it on and and watch. And unfortunately, right when I did that, that's when they scored the second goal. But you know, when I was listening to it, first forty-five minutes. Well, the good news is they scored the third goal like three seconds later. So you <laughs> saw know. that too. Exactly. So I saw four goals back to back. I know. But the first 45 minutes, I was quite happy. Other than the, the, the chance that they gave away for the goal, you know, the penalty kick, you know, I, Chelsea were fine. Um, but as Lampard, yeah, that's said, true. as Lampard said, you know, they literally had four, I think they had five shots on goal and they scored four from, whereas Chelsea hit the post, hit the crossbar, really controlled yeah. a good portion of the first half. So I'm not. As, as I'm not as disappointed, even though to lose four nil is just shockingly bad, but yeah. I'm not disappointed with how they played, how the players move. I mean, it's a different sense. I think if Sari was there this time this year and the, the same thing happened, I think I'd be a lot more upset. You know, I, I, I can see, I can see where we're going. It's because you okay. love Lampard so much, isn't it? Well, okay. part, isn't that okay. part of it? Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little yeah. bit. He's definitely got, he's got the fans on his side and that's really the biggest thing. But, but we saw, we saw there was the younger players came in. Obviously uh, Pulisic came in in the second half, showed a couple of little glimpses, which was great. Um, I think he may even start uh, this week in the Super Cup and maybe even on the weekend. Uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll give them time. They've got the young players in. We're excited for the future. Uh, I still, I still think we'll finish in the top four. Well, uh, that was your prediction, and I actually have them in the top four too, so that's uh, also my prediction. And I went online, and I looked to see if Fire Frank Lampard was uh, still available, and it is. <laughs> so it is. Um, it is. if you want to get the <laughs> – if you, <laughs> you want to work ahead, uh, that is still available. So apparently the Chelsea fans haven't turned on him as quickly as they usually do because, uh, right. boy, it uh, these past – being a coach at Chelsea is no picnic. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, he's got a three. I think he has a three-year contract. So I'm hoping he can see that three-year contract through. I'm hoping he will uh, if they give him the opportunities to do that. Um, but yeah, it's not easy. A lot of pressure. 
and expected to do well. And, and really, they've done well these last few years. They've always been right there. One, they're in the Champions League again this year too. So uh, they, they've got some right. good opportunities to push forward. And, you know, I did uh, kind of peruse some of the Chelsea boards. Um, and, and they really, <laughs> uh, most people are taking it like you are. I really, I, I, honestly, I was surprised. On the other hand, I was looking at the Manchester uh, United people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like to hear some Chelsea <laughs> jokes that I found there? Oh, I'm sure there's a few. Go for it. Uh, we, all right, here we go. Uh, what's the difference between Eden, Eden, Eden Hazard and a bus? No idea. Hazard can only carry 10 passengers. Oh, that, that was a low that. blow. That was tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. What is the difference yeah. between Chelsea and a cup of tea? Uh, something about cups, I'm guessing. Something along those lines. What, yeah, what, the what tea stays in the yeah. cup longer. Yes, oh, yes very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what does a Chelsea fan do when his team has won the Champions League? No idea. He turns off the PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is not me. This is the Manchester United people. <laughs> I just thought they were funny. <laughs> yeah, they, they got some good ones. I, I I'll give them some credit there. But hey, Chelsea's not that bad. It's uh, I think I put no. something on there. It could be it could be worse. We could be Spurs fans. You know, those Spurs fans. They're yeah. the ones that are, that are having a hard time in terms of winning trophies. At least Chelsea's still winning a few trophies here and there. That is true. And like you said, they're in the Champions League, and you know they do have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're going to be fine by the end of the year. And and Man United, you never know. I mean, they they may have turned the corner too. And Man United is the is the enemy of Chelsea. Is oh, that true? No question. I think whenever you look at it, it's blues versus reds. That's always a big thing. I know. Right. You know. I know. It's funny you saying that. How all the Man United fans were going after the Chelsea. There was a couple of Chelsea things that they were saying that they were still saying that Manchester is still uh, blue. In terms of the color, so there's still oh, the, good the, point. The, still the other team is still in in charge. You know the the noisy neighbors, as they were once known, is, are not so much uh, Manchester City. It's more like the noisy neighbors are now Manchester United. So that's a big turn, yeah. big turnaround. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, with Manchester United, it's I'm glad for them that they got a good start. Uh, they've obviously been in the doldrums the last few years. Whether or not they can continue to do that. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the uh, the manager, is still probably leading the race to be the first manager sacked. I think he. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. A lot of games to be played. All right. So you're talking about Man City, uh, the the Blues yeah. of uh, of Manchester, and already, you know, I'm a Liverpool supporter. Already, Liverpool is down in goal differential. <laughs> For Man City, because Man City won five nothing, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I tell you what, and Liverpool won four to one, I think, and and both teams completely dominated the other team they were playing against. No question. I mean, it's going to be a two horse race. It really is. Those teams are so far above everybody else right now. Uh, Man City putting up five goals at, on the road. I think I heard a statistic. Yeah. 
against West Ham, Pep Guardiola has scored 22 goals against West Ham at West Ham and hasn't conceded any. Wow. So they've played them four times. Wow. That's a lot of goals on the road. And and West Ham doesn't suck. No, West Ham is definitely a team that I would probably put in the top 10. Uh, they're probably pushing in that top half of the of the Premier League to maybe even, you know, crack a top six. But after that performance, it's going to be difficult. But then again, you know, we're, we're, we're ranking Man City so high. They're so good. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and Man City and, and West Ham had some chances. They had a few opportunities in that game. I was able to watch that game and... Uh, but Man City just clinical, and Sterling is is quite the player. He really is. I mean, he is. I, I mean, know. he's come along leaps and that bounds since he left Liverpool. Really has. And he had a goal taken away. Yeah, that's right. He could have had four if they would have let him take the penalty <laughs> kick. I know there's a little bit of dispute there in terms of the penalty kick. Uh, but yeah, he he's a really good player and uh, playing with extreme confidence. Uh, now Liverpool did have a scary uh, injury. Uh, yeah. To their goalkeeper, is there is there been an update on that on his situation? From what I've heard, I think he's going to be out through the middle to late September. It's just more of a Achilles injury, nothing crazy in terms of a torn Achilles, which could be you know season ending almost. Uh, but really, or career kind of, yeah, or career ending, especially for us, these old old timers like ourselves. But um, right, uh, but yeah, uh, I think it was just kind of a freak one. He was taking a goal kick and booted it out, and uh, just went kind of collapsed onto the ground. Uh, so uh, luckily, they have a goalkeeper in Adrian, the backup, right. <laughs> which was funny. Was I think we talked a little bit about him last week. We did, and thinking he's never going to get a game. Now he's going to be the starter. But I think Liverpool feels better for um, having him in goal because the other two guys, Carrius and uh, uh, Mignolet, never really had the backing of the Liverpool fans and even Liverpool team. And even Van Dijk came out and said, we'll be fine with Adrian in goal. So I think uh, he came out with that. I think that's a big part to play in uh, the confidence that they need in the back. All right, so three new teams in the Premier League this year. Uh, all were in action this past weekend. Um, did you get a chance to see any of them? Do you have any thoughts on uh, how how they are uh, making that transition? Yeah, no, I got to see all of them, actually. It was, And I kind of oh, made, made a point to try to watch the three new teams because I didn't know too much about, certainly Sheffield United, who ended up getting a draw on the weekend. Uh, I thought they played right. fairly well against Bournemouth. Um, it was actually up, and then Bournemouth came back to tie it. Um, and I think between them and Aston Villa, they were the two, you know, better teams in terms of looking. Norwich kind of flattered to deceive a little bit. I think there was a little bit of naivety to their play. They ended up losing to Liverpool, obviously, in that first game. Uh, but again, they showed some glimpses. I just don't know if they're going to have enough to be able to stay up. Same thing with. Um, with Sheffield United, I think, you know, long-term it might be tough for them. But out of the three, I think Aston Villa showed the best. Uh, they were yeah. really very, very good against Tottenham, played very well, was able to, you know, score a really nice goal to put them up. And uh, it was maybe a little bit unlucky, but in the end, Tottenham just too many too many things. When, when Ericsson came in, he was able to create so many chances for Tottenham. And it was just a matter of time before Harry Kane scored a couple of goals. 
Yep, that's right. Uh, so um, I have a, I'll, I'll tell you, we have my Minutia Men uh, podcast uh, co-host, David Stern, is going to London mm. next week. Nice. And he's going to to see Tottenham play. Wow, in the new stadium? He's going to the new, yes. Oh, man. And he will be delivering a uh, a report from there. Brilliant. So he's going to I'll rec- I'll record it and I'll present it to you but uh Dave is not a is not a soccer <laughs> fan really doesn't know much about it but I told him when he's there cuz I would kill to go to any Premier League game I've never seen one live and so he's doing it on my behalf and so we'll probably get reports on uh, the vending machines and stuff like that yeah. but at least we'll have a report from live there I believe they're playing against uh Newcastle Okay and that's so that's the game he's going to see. Wow, that's great. Hey, Adam, looks like we got to take a break. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. In this episode of And Friends, I'd like to describe it in one word chicken. That's that's the most fitting word. We we do describe chicken a lot. Yeah, we talk about chicken a ton. We go into a lot of other things talking about chicken and we get hungry, but we also get into our feels because Tommy. You bring us out with crying. Yeah, we cry at the end. Everyone cries. If you want to listen to us cry, check out And Friends on RadioMisfits.com and Opie Production. Come and join us. Be our friend. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's unbelievable power from a turbo four-cylinder courtesy of Mercedes-AMG, plus a steal of a price for a Callaway Corvette. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. All right, so it's time to uh, explain the foreign tradition and make sure I get the right uh, audio here. Uh, please hold. Your call is very important to me. Uh, here we go. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. All right, I've got two questions for you. Actually, one question and one observation. Um, my question is, what the heck is the Super Cup? <laughs> it's super. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, I, I, somebody said, well, you know, they'll be in the finals oh. of the Super Cup. Well, what? I, I mean, seriously, I need to take notes. <laughs> there, are, there are too many cups. There is a lot of cups. You're absolutely right. Um, but the Super Cup is the winner of the Champions League, which is Liverpool, and they play against the winners of the Europa League, which is Chelsea. So we've got Liverpool versus Chelsea oh, in the okay. per- in Istanbul. Why would you not play in Istanbul, of, course, of all places? <laughs> so that's where they're playing. And that game's on Wednesday, okay. tonight. Um, yeah, so um, that's typically kind of a kind – of, kind of their pre-season type game because some of the other leagues haven't fully started yet. Um, and obviously now, because we've got two English teams that uh, ended up winning it, it's kind of just another game that they've got to deal with in the middle of the season. I see. Okay. So that's what confused me because I, you know, I thought it was some other English cup uh, because there are two English teams playing in the game. Right. Right. No. no. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and again, it's, it's normally, uh, it's quite a big deal actually um, for, for certainly for the teams to play. I think you're going to see probably um, maybe some slightly different teams that you saw on the weekend just because they have a quick turnaround. They've got games this weekend. So when they say it's in the finals of the Super Cup, there's really only one game. Yeah, yeah. This is the great thing okay. about this. This is a cup that you can win by winning one game. Basically, that's the nice thing about okay. it. There's no progression to it. You're in it because you won a previous cup. So 
We'll take it. All right. We'll take a win if Chelsea can do it. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, all right. So here's the uh, – although I'm rooting for Liverpool. Yes, of course. Oh, <laughs> I thought, I thought you turned your allegiances there. That was nice of you to support Chelsea for a second. Um, I, you know, I want my son to be happy. The poor guy was just uh, moping all day after that four nothing loss. Um, anyway, uh, there's, you know how I like to listen to the announcers, yeah, because I love the uh, I love their their British turn of phrase. And there's a, another one that has been coming up. Another word that keeps coming up in various different uh, broadcasts that I would like the American announcers to adapt. Okay. And that is the word pinch. Mm. As in, you're pinching a pass or you're pinching the ball, as in, you know, stealing it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Is that what pinching means? That's exactly that it. Just, that just sounds so much classier. I'm pinching it. It's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not uh, doing anything bad. It's, I'm just coming in and pinching it. It's <laughs> not a steal. Yeah. It's a pinch. Yeah. It's funny you say that because we also talk about nicking the ball. So you just nick the ball in front of the player. But yeah, pinch is another one, kind of has that, uh, that old Oliver Twist type of uh, thought there, <laughs> where, you know, the uh, information of trying to kind of steal something real quick. Yeah, you got that right, Governor. <laughs> All right, so I have a uh, a new quiz format for you. All right. All right. This is, uh, you know, last year we did quizzes about all the teams, and so we've already done that. But now this year I'm going to quiz you about a Premier League player. Hmm. And instead of making it a multiple choice test, I'm going to give you clues and see if you can okay. follow along and figure out who I'm talking about. Now, I'm not all of these will be star players. I'm not taking some, you know, a 14th player off of Newcastle or anything. All right. So all right. these are fair. Okay, good. All right. Number one, he was born in Sheffield and came up through the Sheffield United Youth Program. Okay. Any guess? David Jagielka. No. Okay. He All is right. 28 years old. Wow. <laughs> no idea. Keep going. Okay. He was this this is going to help give it away. He was a member of the English national team both at the U21 level and also at the men's level in the last World Cup. Wow. From Sheffield, 28 years old. He is Play for Hull City. He he played. That would be. Would this be Mr. Harry Maguire? Very good. Oh, okay. I still had several more clues for okay. you. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. If if we got the center back and and you didn't guess it, then I would have been yeah. upset. Well, it's funny the because the second most famous Harry on the national <laughs> team. Exactly. No, it's funny because what threw me was his age. I didn't realize he was that old. Twenty eight. Really? I thought he was older. Oh. He looks like he's 50. <laughs> I thought he was younger. Where were we looking at? So I actually thought he was younger, to be fair. Um, wow. Really? Yeah, 28 years old. Because he hasn't played for the England national team that much. Obviously, the World Cup was kind of his coming out type True. of thing. But yeah, 28. Well, I'm surprised. Because I know he went from yeah, Hull. He kind of jumped around there. And these transfers were obviously 80 million. You just They just spent 80 million for him. It's crazy. Right. He is now the center back for Manchester United. That's right. Um, all righty. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about our country here. In this country, we call it soccer, partner. 
So Adam is the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association, uh, which means he's very busy and very tied into what's happening here in this country. Uh, what is what is going on now at uh, at your offices? Yeah, we're, we're very busy as per usual. Um, to finish up some coaching education, we've got some courses this weekend, getting those coaches certified for their competitive leagues as things get started. Tournaments are starting this weekend. The season's going to be upon us. Um, one thing that we've got that's coming up, which is kind of cool, which I want to talk about is um, September the 4th, which is a Wednesday. We've got uh, the U.S. soccer referees coming in. They're going to be talking with our coaches and administrators. We, this is our quarterly meeting. And they're going to talk a little bit about the new pathway for the referees because there's some changes that have been happening for referees. They've redefined what uh, the grading system is. They've relabeled it. Uh, along with talking about the new laws of the game that I know we talked a little bit about last week with the changes right. that are taking place with you know, goal kicks and uh, free kicks and different things. So uh, we're excited so to have those guys there come in. International. Um, it's interesting. I, I'll be interested to see how they do it on the high school level. Both you and I have kids playing high school soccer, so I'm hoping that they'll right. be doing that. I would assume they would be, but I know high school soccer sometimes does things a little bit different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these are international. Yeah, it's already started. We'll find out. We'll find out what okay. happens uh, when we get going. But uh, yeah, so on the youth end, I think it's going to be very beneficial. So we've got that September and then we'll be finishing up our final weekend of the sea license. And then actually what's kind of nice, it kind of slows down a little bit for certainly for me uh, in terms of coaching education, because everybody's going to be playing on the weekends. Um, but I'm going to try and get out and uh, out and about a little bit to some of the clubs and offer some courses if they want to do it. So just contact me. Let me ask you a question that uh, is kind of inside inside baseball uh, sort of question, and that is mm. um, the changes that are being made to like the referees and the volunteers. I know there's all sorts of changes that are being made of new courses that you have to take, uh, new uh, um, screenings, background checks. Yep. Uh, all this, all these new things that are coming uh, down the pike, are these all being mandated by U.S. Soccer? Yeah, U.S. Soccer is mandating, especially the safe sport um, effect. So everybody who's really, you know, around kids at any time, they're going to have to do that. Um, and then, you know, within our state associations, uh, you know, everybody's going to do a slightly different background check. Uh, depends on the the extent of what they want to do, but we're all doing that. And then there's the concussion. So really, for coaches to be involved, they're going to have to do three things. Obviously, if they want to coach, they're going to get their licensing, which I think is a massive thing that helps them and gives them right. uh, some guidance as well. But yeah, it's coming down from above. So that's a, it's a, a national law, uh, the safe sport. They have to do it. Uh, so every anybody, volunteer, coaches. Anybody involved in and around soccer, they're going to have to go through that uh, safe sport program. Uh, you know, I think it's great for the for the kids, but uh, you know, I I hope this doesn't uh, impact the number of volunteers and coaches that you have, because uh, and referees for that matter, because I know those are those have been difficult to recruit as it was. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a tough one. I think you, we've got to look at the, the big picture, though. So I think it's important for everybody to do it. They only have to do it that one time in terms of the length, the lengthier version, and then it's just refreshers afterwards. And really, for the safety of the kids, it's really not too much to ask. Okay, yeah, I agree. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Tip. All right, so we had a good opening weekend of uh, Premier League football, and now it's time to uh, go to week two. and And what are we? What should we look for this weekend, Adam? Yeah, again, we got got a good good mix of games on Saturday and Sunday. I think uh, for me, the later game on Saturday is going to be the game you're going to want to watch. Man City at home against Tottenham Hotspur should be an absolute uh, wow. corker of a game. Yeah, it's going to be a real good Corker. one at the start of the season. <laughs> that's the that's the start of the season for Man City at home. It's going to really see where Tottenham is in terms of if they're going to feel like they're going to be a challenger uh, in the league this year, uh, especially the way Man City started last week. It's going to be a good one. Um, and then we'll find out if there's you know some of the other teams can kind of get back into it. I know Liverpool's on the road. Uh, Chelsea's at home against Leicester, which would be another good one on Sunday. But I think the one for me more that's going to stand I think, out. I think more of a cracker than a corker on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, agree. Okay. I agree. Um, and then even Monday might be a good one, uh, Wolves against Man United. But for me, Man City, Tottenham, that's got to be a must watch for sure. Uh, do you know what time that one is on? That's the later game. So we have, okay. I believe it is so like 11. No, it's good. It's in the morning, Saturday morning. So I think it's like 10 30, 11 30, I think it is our time. That's going to be on NBCSN. Okay. Uh, there's your there's your tip. If you'd like to find out more about Adam, he is the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Go to their website and find out more about him. Uh, my name is Rick Kempfer. I'm the publisher of Eckhart's Press, eckhartspress.com, also the co host of the Minutia Men podcast, also here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, we've been produced by Tony Lasano from Opie Shows. We are uh, distributed uh, by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we will be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, a communications expert is going to try to teach Steve and I how to communicate. And he says, one important thing you better answer, and every audience wants to know, what's in it for me? All right, that's on the next Back to You on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs>